0: Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Thanks for hanging out with me today.
1: No problem. How are you doing?
0: Doing well. Uh, on this episode, for all my listeners, I have Leslie Hinch, field sales trainer. Leslie, you want to give a quick background on yourself?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, thanks again for having me on the episode. Just, just to intro myself, I have been with Paytox for about seven years now, and held various roles throughout the company from an SMB sales rep into a mi- minor management position, so selling district sales manager all the way into SMB training and now I have transitioned recently into HR training and throughout my career I've had a really, really great time here and some of the main things I'm super passionate about is helping people in general. So whether it's helping a business owner become better at what they're doing or helping salespeople become better at what they're uh, they're doing either way, I'm super passionate about helping people.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and I know on this episode, we're going to be talking about keeping it conversational, and some of the takeaways, I feel like, for reps on the call are building the connection, increasing their closing ratio, and increasing the revenue. Three things we probably have top of mind this selling season. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's the main thing that, one, in the field with any rep that they're trying to focus on is just becoming better at what they're doing so they can work a little bit smarter versus harder.
0: Awesome. Well... I mean, I think to start is right when we were talking about this topic, you know, we've all had experiences in the field where we sort of walk away and it's like, wow, you know, I got the deal, but something in there just clicked. I just clicked with that client, and I think it's important to kind of maybe dissect one of those appointments to kind of see what was it that we did in that appointment, what is repeatable uh, for us to continue to build a connection on every single call, and not just those one or two offs, but on every single call, and I know um, – I think it was a Simon Sinek book we were talking about that start with why um, that talks about building a connection, and it's funny because Simon Sinek's a great author, but he not only is he talking to a sales field, but I mean this guy talks to members of Congress, um, foreign leaders, and it seems to be a consistent topic, not only in, in his material but other great authors as well.
1: Yeah, Simon Sinek one of my absolute favorite uh, motivational speakers. Um, and one of my very favorite things that I've ever seen him talk about, and it was actually the very first time I've ever seen Simon Sinek, was a few years back, and he was talking about something called the Golden Circle. And this TED, it was a TED Talk, this TED Talk was created years and years and years ago, um, just to give you a reference point of when it was created, they were talking about how how Apple was becoming a phone company instead of a computer company, and how can you trust that? So... You know, we're on the iPhone 10 now. Um, so it was created a pretty long time ago, but it's really interesting because his points are still valid to this day. And in the Golden Circle, he talks about how businesses and salespeople generally talk about what they do and how they do it. But what they really need to be focusing on is the why behind it. So what is driving the business? What is driving the salesperson to make sure that you can kind of create that connection and that connection is what's ultimately going to lead you throughout the rest of your, your sales process and create that trust and, uh, in, in turn, create value.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what, before I forget, did he, you happen to ask him if he asked Apple about those nasty iPhone upgrades that are slowing down my phone?
1: Oh, you know what? I, <laughs> I wish I would have had a chance to, but this was about probably 10 years ago, so I don't think it was too we much of a, a problem yet. at that point.
0: We <laughs> we were at the iPhone, too, maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, I think... You know, I've flirted with this idea of you know building a connection, um, building trust. There's another great book. Um, I can't remember the author, but The Speed of Trust. I don't know if you heard of it, but it talks about humbling yourself in front of a client. You know, you could talk about either a time where you had to overcome a challenge, um, a hardship, and sort of humanize yourself in the sales call. I mean, if you think about it, when we're walking in, we're suited up. A lot of them see us as you know an employee of a Fortune 500 company, um, and and we may not come across as relatable. Is there anything that you do during a sales call to sort of combat that? Um,
1: absolutely, but it's, it's really interesting that you um, have read a sales book that's very similar to that because I, I think it's just one of those topics that everybody likes to really dive into. Jeff Bloomfield came out with a book called Story Based Selling. Yep. And it's it's along the the why. It's all about you know what drives you and how can you naturally create that connection. So it's really interesting to me that so many people are focused on it because. Buyers nowadays are very focused on having a connection with the people that they're buying from because you're putting a lot of trust into that. Sure. Now, yeah. in regard to, <clears throat> in regard to like what you can do to kind of better prepare yourself and put yourself in the right mindset, it's going to be uh, kind of two things. One, prepare yourself before you walk in the door. You never want to walk into a sales call kind of in a rut or anything like that. So. Uh, making sure that you're walking in with a, with a level, at least level-headed and, and with a clear mindset or a really excited mindset is going to be super important. And one really easy way you can do that is just take a step back, take a minute maybe, and just ask yourself what makes you happy about what you're currently doing. What is it that you truly enjoy doing and why is that? So that way every time you're walking into your call, whatever you're getting ready to execute, you've got the mindset of this is why I'm doing this this is what makes me happy and this is what truly drives me and that's going to naturally be driven right into the business owner once you meet them
0: yeah I mean it seems like the message is clearer and consistent uh, it's yeah you mentioned it was it's been repackaged by different authors but I'm glad you kind of pointed out how this works at paychecks and that simply reflecting on why we do what we do and by no means do we mean pull out a yoga mat before a client appointment and you know, dwell on this for 20 minutes, but taking a minute or two before you walk in the door to to kind of consider why we do what we do because there's a lot of distractions in the in the field, right? Especially during selling season. You know, we, there's numbers, there's our number, there are t- there's our team number, being a better partner. There's a lot, you know, up at bat. And I guess that's it's a nice way to refocus. I, I like that idea. Um, it's funny because I'll ask reps in tier two when they come into Rochester, you know, why do you do what you do, and all of them have a very clear answer of why, you know, and, and almost all the whys are, are the same, either, you know, I think you mentioned at the beginning of the call that you like helping other people. It's almost, you know, instinctive that people like helping other people, but we can forget that, you know, the more distractions we're hit with. So just taking a few minutes to to reflect, I think that's – that. there's time in the day for everybody to be able to do that. So thanks for sharing that. Anything else, you know, I know um, – you had mentioned earlier that that you had maybe an other best practices or other things that you've seen reps do.
1: Yeah, um, so I've been in the field with multiple different divisions. I've partnered with between partnering, doing field rides as a trainer, and then obviously selling selling the products myself. Um, I've been able to kind of touch every single division, um, and and some of the things that I've noticed from best practice reps and reps that have you know hit conference, circle ice, all that fun stuff is. When they're walking in the door, they have a very streamlined process, so they're going to start their call by making sure they're teeing themselves up to share what they do and why they do it, and and that doesn't have to be super personal. You can get into maybe, you know, you've always been helped. You know, for me, I've always been helping people. I've always, you know, tried to help my mom before she got home from work when I was growing up or you know, maybe didn't want to ask my parents for money and went and got a job. So I had my own spending money when times were a little bit more tough. Mm-hmm. So I've always had a helping mindset. You can dive into some of that stuff and some of that personal stuff, or you can keep it really high level and talk it in in a, in a business perspective. But going back to it, you know, a lot of the top sales reps just have a really, really strict process. And, and it's super simple. They'll start with just kind of going over what the meeting is going to entail. So a, a simple statement as, as easy as you know, we're going to cover X, Y, and Z throughout this meeting. At the end of the meeting, we're going to decide if this makes sense for you to move forward or not. And if it does, we can start on paperwork. It does, and if it doesn't, we'll 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 touch base in you know six to nine months or whenever whenever you find you know I find something that might be helpful to you. And then they roll right into introducing themselves. So you know, they'll transition into something of the nature. You know, with that being said, I want to introduce myself, and they'll go over their introduction. So, you know, for me it would be, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time and I'm really passionate about helping business owners and streamlining their processes so they can focus on what makes the most sense for them. It's been something I've been passionate about since I was little. And I used to help sure. my mom, you know, clean the house before before she even got home from work so she can focus on spending time with us. With that being said, the tenured year reps will then transition into their discovery without even making it sound like a discovery transition, And they'll say, with that being said, Mr. Business Owner, why is it that you do this? You know, what what made you decide to get into whatever industry that they're in or whatever business that they're in? The business owner at that point can introduce themselves. You're naturally building that connection because you've set the stage as to what you kind of expect from that business owner to say. And you can easily streamline into more of your goal-oriented question. So once they're done talking about that, you can say, oh, you know, that's really great that you know, you got into the business and it doesn't matter what type of business owner they are. They're always going to share why they got into the business. It can be a director, a directive type person. And they're like, oh, my dad owns the business. And then, you know, I just took over because that's what was expected of me. Okay, great, Mr. Business Center. Totally appreciate that. With that being said, what's your goals in the next five to 10 years? Right. You know, what are your short-term and long-term goals? Continue the conversation and then finally move into what's preventing you from hitting those goals. That is building the connection there. Once you get into that, you've gotten into the meat, and it doesn't even feel like you're doing a discovery or a probing at all. It just feels like you're getting to know them, but you're starting to build your ammunition and build your case.
0: And just so we're clear, I mean, we're not talking to just new reps on this episode. We're not talking to S&B reps. We're not talking to just retirement or just services, and we're talking to all reps. So whether you call it discovery or whether you call it probing, um, I, I thought that was really fluent. I mean, I think... You know, we open up with our purpose statement, and that's all, and that's the sales rep doing all the talking. And then the introduction is, you know, the sales rep doing the talking. But you tee it up really nicely when you're going into that probing or discovery phase by saying, okay, now that I shared a little bit about myself and why I do what I do, you know, let me ask you, why do you do what you do? And that could easily start getting into some better, almost deeper questions of, you know, how do you get your business started? What do, I like, you mentioned, what are your goals? Um, but let me just ask, going back to the introduction piece where you're talking about your why. You know, different decision makers, you have a dominant driver. And I I know from experience that, you know, there's times where I walk in and I almost want to skip over or I feel like I need to skip over it because there's that pressure of the decision maker wanting to just speed through the conversation. How, You know, what are some things that you do to slow it down? Um, I know know that I had almost like two versions of my introduction. I had, you know, a longer one, and then I had almost like the abbreviated one. But, you know, what do you see some of these some of the best reps doing um to kind of deal with that
1: um it obviously depends per rep so um I'm a big fan of having a streamlined process to where it really doesn't change much so realistically between your purpose and intro you're probably taking 30 to 45 seconds of the time so once again take a step back and take a deep breath because you're not spending that much time if you've got you
0: know less than a minute yeah okay
1: yeah, yeah. If you got forty-five minutes an hour to talk, you're you're literally taking one percent of the time, so it's not a big deal. So you can absolutely have two versions—a more scaled-back version and a long and or a shorter version. It doesn't necessarily matter, but ultimately, what matters is that you believe in what you say, and you have said it enough so it seems fluid. That's all that matters. If you've got two two versions, that's totally okay. But realistically, all, all you need to do is make sure that you're setting a really good purpose statement. You're making sure that verbal agenda is very clear as to what you're going to be discussing that day. So then the business owner shouldn't interrupt you because at that point you've kind of set that stage. You introduce yourself, and then you're going to push it right to them. So you're yeah. it's not going to say before we get into the stuff, we're going to, you know, I, I'd like to ask you, you know, I'd like to share a little bit about myself. It's very much like at the end of the day, you know, if you want to sign paperwork, great. If not, you know, we can go our separate ways. And with that being said, I'd love to share with you kind of a little bit about, you know, what I can do to help or a little bit about myself and why it's important to me. And then share that and say, now, tell me a little bit about you and why we got into this business.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think it changes the whole mindset. I mean, before you even walk in, right, as you approach the starting line for your for your sales appointment, you know, you gotta almost push a lot of those distractions aside, because if you're going in there thinking of a revenue number in mind, or you're thinking about having to hit some sort of financial goal of yourself, and you're thinking about yourself, I feel like that introduction is not gonna come off as as sincere. It's not gonna have that level of authenticity to to have that client bought into you actually are doing this to help them out. And I feel like whenever I see a a rep, a successful rep doing the introduction, I can tell that they're sincere in their message of why they do what they do, um, and, and I think that comes across and that's relatable with, with the client. Would you agree?
1: I would 100% agree. You know, make sure just make, walking in with the right mindset. So there's that the importance of verbal cues and nonverbal cues. So verbally, obviously, you're just spitting this stuff out. You've actually got to believe what you're saying, but the nonverbal cues is making sure whatever could be distracting you from your conversation today or at that moment in time shake it off, do whatever you need to do to calm you down, amp you up, whatever it may be, whatever kind of mood you need to be in, and and walk in with that type of mindset to make sure your body language is presenting uh, the correct demeanor.
0: And it's cyclical, you know, I mean, depending on what time of the year it is, that, that feedback loop, you know, you miss a deal, now that's top of mind. You miss a month, right? The, the more you miss a goal, all of a sudden that feedback cycle gets, it gets harder and harder to avoid those distractions because it's almost like you're adding more weight to your mind. And so I like the idea of just taking a minute or two to just focus on the client before even walk in the, walk in the door. Um, but it can be tough, especially like I just mentioned, depending on what time of the year it is, especially once you missed a deal or several deal deals or even worse an entire month.
1: Realistically, just, you know, it doesn't matter where, where you are in the sales world or what you're doing. It's just controlling your controllables. And one of the controllables is kind of what's going through your head at that time. So making sure that whatever's going through your head is what you need to be facing at that moment in time and not dwelling on the path.
0: Yeah. Instead of like, oh my God, I just missed a month. I need this deal. <laughs> we've all been there.
1: Exactly. We've all been. Absolutely. We've all felt that pain. But just controlling what you can. Changing what, uh, accepting what you can't, moving on, and making sure that you're approaching each and every deal and each and every opportunity with, with a clear level head and, and excited to, to bring them onto the the services.
0: Awesome. Well, I think we hit on all the controllables. Um, perfect timing for this call. Would you agree? I mean, the fact that it's you know, we're, we're wrapping up selling season pretty soon, um, and wanting to deliver a short and clear message to the field. So for all of you on the on the call, again, you know, start with your why. Um, be sincere. Believe in what you say. Avoid the distractions. And then, as always, make sure you're authentic uh, and had that level of sincerity in your voice to be able to relate to clients. Anything you'd want to add to that, Leslie?
1: No, just just stick to your process. And if you don't have a process, figure it out and stick to it and try it out. Thankfully, our business is a really quick uh, really quick sales process. But Regardless of the division that you're in, they're all relatively quick. So Try, you know, try your process for, you know, four or five appointments. If it's not working, shift something up with it. Figure out what's not working or what is, and then and then change it and keep going. So, um, I I really think that's I think that we've hit on all Definitely. Of it I hope everybody Definitely. dominates their selling season.
0: All right. Well, Leslie, first thanks for joining me on today's call on this episode. Uh, we're looking forward to having you back soon.
1: Absolutely, I'm excited to be back and thanks for inviting me.
0: All right. Take care.